0: So welcome listeners. We have with us the current Deputy Superintendent of Evergreen Catholic School Division with us, Cindy Escott. Cindy, welcome. Thank you, uh, Rianne, for having me here today. Well, I'm so excited to be able to celebrate women leadership. I'm going to ask you three questions in our short time together. The first question, could you tell us about your background for your current role as deputy? And starting August 1st, your new role as superintendent of Evergreen Catholic School Division.
1: All right. Thank you again, Rihanna. It's great to be here. And I have really appreciated um, all of your videos and podcasts um, celebrating women in leadership. So I'm very honored today uh, to be here with you. Um, So a little bit, I guess, about my background. Uh, I grew up in a very small town in Saskatchewan where I lived my first 18 years of my life. Uh, in a village, actually, uh, called Broderick, just outside of of Outlook, Saskatchewan. And we say that there was about 50 people, including the dogs and cats there. Um, And then uh, once I graduated high school, uh, I moved to Alberta and um, attended uh, Augustana and then the University of Alberta as well. So um, I didn't first go into education. I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. I did go into business my first year. Um, And then switched as an elementary generalist after that just because I recognized, um, you know, all those years um, kind of um, showing some leadership in different areas growing up and, uh, you know, recognizing that teaching and education was probably my calling. I just didn't know it at the time. And so I did um, attend the University of Alberta, as I mentioned, graduated in 91. And my first job was in a very small town in Alberta as well, in Donalda. So Donalda is in the county of uh, Stetler, which is in the Clearview School Division. Um, and there I taught uh, three grades, kindergarten, grade one, grade two, for the four years that I was there, uh, combined classes. So very small community. Um, that was a great opportunity for me as well. Uh, my family, then we moved to Stony Plain, Alberta uh, in 96. And uh, that's where I've been with Evergreen Catholic schools uh, ever since I moved to that area. And I think what was what's kind of important for me or or what's been a milestone for me is the opportunities I've had along the way as an elementary generalist. I started in a K to two, as I mentioned, and once I moved to Stony Plain and, and was at St. John Paul II School for a while, uh, I had opportunities to work uh, in grades three to six. And then my principal uh, approached me and asked me if I'd be willing to do junior high, which I had never done before. Uh, and then I followed up in an inclusive education role. And then I got a phone call to go to the high school um, in Spruce Grove, which I had never been either. So I went there and taught uh, 9 to 12 in a variety of subjects, uh, mostly Caney, and did some inclusive ed. I was the coordinator there as well. And I think the thing that's interesting is that one of the things I've always said is that when somebody approached me to try something new, um, I never said no. I kind of felt that if they were asking me, they must have had some confidence in me. So whether or not I had confidence, I just felt like I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to say no if I felt that there was an opportunity there as well. So always looking for those opportunities. So um, I then, when I was at the high school, uh, the principal there um, asked me about if I'd ever considered administration. And I had not considered administration at that time. I wasn't really sure where I was going exactly, but I was doing a variety of things. Uh, and so I ended up going to uh, back to the U of A to get my master's in educational leadership. And um, I got my first uh, vice principal position uh, back to the school that I started in Evergreen at St. John Paul II. And so I was doing that for a couple of years and uh, the principalship opened at that school and again, I guess they felt that I was ready for that opportunity. And so I um, was the principal of the school. The first, I would i I'm proud to say the first female principal at St. John Paul II in Stony Plain. And I uh, did that for almost 10 years. I uh, had an opportunity to uh, do a modernization, which is always a wonderful experience as an administrator. Um, and then the opportunity came for an associate superintendent position within Evergreen um, and I just feel, again, there's always opportunities that came, and and um, you just kind of take the initiative to say, you know, as women, I feel like there's times when we think we maybe don't check all the boxes, um, but maybe some of them. And so I thought, well, I'll put my name in, and I was encouraged by several people in senior admin in Evergreen, and uh, so I did. And I, I got the associate superintendent of learning position in 2019. That led to the deputy superintendent position last August, uh, due to a retirement, and then our current superintendent is retiring this year, um, at the end of this year. And so, again, an opportunity came, and I thought I would take, um, you know, kind of say, if this is where I'm called to serve, this is where I'm called to serve, and I always kind of look at it that way. That, you know, opportunity presents itself if t- if timing is right then it will happen. If it's not, there's other things that I meant to do as well in the current roles that I had. So I think I've been very blessed to be part of um, a wonderful school district uh, who's had a lot of faith in me and has encouraged me along the way. So that's where I am today. Again, you know, looking forward to August, um, continuing the work that's been done in our division already. So great opportunities lie ahead
0: for sure. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing your story and sharing with us that people called you, people let you know about that next opportunity and thought you were ready. Because I think your journey is very similar to what a lot of us experience. And, you know, being that elementary teacher and then doing the next step with the inclusive education coordinator, just having people that called you and had faith in you to do that. And look where it has led you. I'm so excited to have you as a superintendent colleague in August. And I do want to give a shout out to Clearview, who obviously uh, identified some great talent in you. Now, share with us who the women are that have had the greatest impact in your life.
1: Oh, there's such a list of people. And I, you know, I, I guess anyone watching this who, I've had the, you know, the opportunity to work with. I've had so many wonderful colleagues over the years, but I'll start first where it all began um, in that small town in Saskatchewan and uh, my mom, right? So my mom was, is a wonderful lady and she had a lot of faith in me, right? And so really encouraged me to do whatever it was that I wanted to do. Um, She would, (laughs) would often tell stories of how I would be you know, out in our small village, and there would be a neighborhood of boys playing softball or soccer. And I was like four or five years old. And these were teenage boys. And I'd be over there, you know, commanding them and telling them where to go and what to do. And she would just shake her head and wonder, where did that come from? And, you know, I just I had all these opportunities just to be and do whatever I wanted. And my mom was very um, faith filled. And so this is the Catholic piece of um, my life as well. And, and the the honor I have to work in a Catholic school, but, you know, growing up in a Catholic family and having a parent who, both my parents were very supportive, um, but I'm looking at my mom and she just, I think, always had whatever aspirations you want to do, right? And uh, they were very proud, I think, of the fact that I chose uh, post-secondary, went into education because neither of my parents had um, done any post-secondary. And so it was an opportunity that they thought you know what, good for you, keep moving forward that way. So I certainly would say that, um, you know, my mom has and continues to have a very strong influence in my life Uh, as well. I'm not sure if you know this, Rayanne, but I do have three daughters as well. And of course, you know, outside of education, right, being a mom uh, is also so important to me as well. And so, you know, my poor husband, who is the only male in the home, Um, You know, we have three daughters and one of my daughters, my oldest daughter, is a teacher as well. Um, And so, followed those footsteps and, um, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that uh, she, you know, recognized that her skill and ability led her to that area. Uh, I have a second daughter who um, is in, in the business of communication, so she is currently doing her master's in communication an amazing uh, writer and uh, she's working currently with a performing arts um, company in BC. And so, uh, Mm -hmm. so exciting. My oldest daughter lives so close to us, which is great, but my other daughter lives so far away. Uh, And then our third daughter is uh, just graduated from high school uh, last year. And so has kind of come through the whole, uh, you know, COVID experience, pandemic, it was really hard for kids, I think, in the last couple of years. And so she, again, struggled with that a little bit too, I think, and now is kind of looking for the path that she wants to go on. So um, those girls have kept me uh, on my toes at all times. And they are, you know, as you know, I I think kids have different personalities and dynamics, even though they come from the same uh, yeah. parents, right? And so you've got you know, uh, my oldest daughter's got a stronger personality and other ones are a little bit on the more quiet side, but they're all different and unique and wonderful in their own ways. And so it's really important for me to be, you know, a, a role model for them and to show them that you really could do whatever you wanted to do as long as you, you know, kind of take that initiative and, and um, look at the opportunities that come towards you. So uh, that's been really great. Um, I would say that I am blessed because I have a circle of friends in education um, that I would call... Um, I don't even know what I would call them, but <laughs> they are my circle or my, to, my go-to people uh, who are all in education. So whether they're teachers, uh, whether they are uh, a school admin secretary, um, one actually started off as an educational assistant as well. And you know what, we get together a lot. And even though now our lives are in different, at one point we did all work in one school, um, but our lives have gone to different ways, but we've always kept um, in touch together and we get together on a regular basis. And I think that that's so important for women to, you know, really look at the people in their lives and connect with them on a regular basis. Right. And it doesn't have to be like, it's not about work anymore. Right. When you first get together, you have that connection. But now it's about how your families have grown, the interests um, that you have, uh, short trips that you might go on together um, just to spend time um, and enjoying each other's company. So I think that um, having that big circle of friends is so, so important uh, for all of us. Uh, and then I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, one of our former superintendents. Um, I'm not sure if you know Dr. Cindy Vasilanek. Uh, so, Cindy was um, the superintendent, well, deputy and then superintendent of ever- Evergreen for several years. And she was the principal actually at the high school that I, I uh, moved to at that one point where I was the inclusive ed coordinator. And she was the one who tapped me and said, Have you ever thought about administration? And then just having that opportunity um, as I kind of went through my leadership roles, you know, having the opportunity to have conversations with her, look at what leadership. Um, looks like at a division level, and her encouraging that uh, for me to, you know, keep expanding, keep doing what it is that you're doing. And uh, really trusting, I guess, in the fact that, um, you know, I might have had some opportunities as well, right, and saw some of that potential in me. So I very um, much appreciate uh, her mentorship over the years as well. So again, I probably missed I've I've probably missed so many people, but I know this is not going to be a two-hour uh, Cindy show, so I won't go on about that, but I did want to say that. Um, one thing I did want to add, too, before you go on to the next question, is just a couple of the men who have really looked at my leadership, and I think it's really important. I mean, I know this is about women in leadership, and I've been blessed, but I've truly been blessed as well with um, some men in my life here uh, at Division Office. Um, Mike Powanessa is our current superintendent um, and is an amazing man and leader in our school division and Dave Dempsey as well. I had the pleasure to work with Dave as his uh, vice principal when he was principal and then as associate when he was deputy. And so um, again, I can't imagine being where I am without the encouragement of um, those males as
0: well, so. Awesome, and thank you for mentioning that. I know I'm going to do a shout out to your mom who you started by saying she was the first woman to have uh, an impact on your life, and I can just imagine how proud she is. But you did also mention your dad as well, and they were very supportive. And you know, it 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 took both of them to see your potential and to let you, you know, you move from small village, Saskatchewan to Alberta. That's a big move, and uh, you know, they had lots of faith in you to be able to do that. And to you know, enable that to happen. And then for you to be that strong role model for your children um, and what they would bring. And you mentioned your partner, your spouse as well in that. Um, so you have done many thank yous to the male uh, people in your life as well. And thanks for mentioning your current superintendent because he is a a strong role model in CAS as well. Yeah. And um, we, we all are able to learn from Mike. So thank you for mentioning all of those people. Now, the last question I have for you today, Cindy, is if you would share some lessons of leadership with our, our listeners, what would those be?
1: You know, I, I guess, again, I have to refer back to um... Mike and an article that him and I did for cast so cast connection, we did an article, um, and we we identified, particularly with the pandemic, but it, it really doesn't matter if it's um, during or after a pandemic or before. Uh, but we really looked at what are the three things that leaders really need to keep a focus on. Um, and I think that this is really important. So the first one is about modeling calmness. And, I, and maybe it was highlighted even more during uh, the pandemic that we've been going through, right? But, you know, really looking at being mindful, right, of the fact that there is a layer of complexity with a pandemic and we have to deal with challenging situations. And how do you do that? You need to maintain that calmness, right? So anytime that there's that pressure, it really does expose, you know, your character, and some of the things that you think about and the things that you do, the actions that you have. So how we act and how we react, especially in pressure situations, um, it really does have an impact on how we lead. And I think people are always watching our actions and our reactions um, and making sure that the people who are leading are leading with calmness, right? I, I recognize that you know there was a lot of uncertainty uh, but really knowing that um, we're going to move forward in a calm way. We've got this together. You know, we can do a lot of things, I think, is really important to remember as a leader. Because you can get caught up in some of the, you know, some of the excitement, some of the, um, the challenges, the pressures that go on. And I think that's an important thing to remember. Absolutely. The second one I, I would talk about would be expressing gratitude. And I think I can't, I don't know if I can over. State how important it is to express that gratitude, right, um, to everyone for the work that they do, um, for the things that they offer, for every opportunity that they um, bring forward, right? We really have to express that genuine gratitude for that. And I think it's important for us to recognize that. Um, people sometimes, I think, don't always want to hear the feedback, but they recognize that they can appreciate the consideration. Right? So it may not always be what you want to hear, um, but sometimes it's something that needs to be considered. And it's, it's true both ways, right? We appreciated feedback even when it wasn't something that we always wanted to hear. Uh, so expressing gratitude is, is really important. And I think the biggest part of doing that and what we've recognized in you know, the last couple of years is probably related to time and how important time is for people time to um, reflect, time to, you know, be with family, time to say, it's okay, you don't need to do this right now. You can do that later. And so I think that that's um, probably one of the more, most important things to be really intentional um, in however you are celebrating that gratitude or sharing that gratitude. And then I would say probably the third um, lesson for leadership was and I think I've mentioned it already, was all about looking for opportunities. So I I really do believe, I don't know if you, Rayanne, have a word at the beginning of every year. So I really have reflected on this the last uh, three years, and I've created a word for the year. Um, And so this year, and I always do it at the end of December, just before the first uh, day of January, and my word that came out was opportunity. And I just felt like this was the year for opportunity, no matter what happened. And maybe it was you know, kind of seeing a little bit of the light at the end of the tunnel, or maybe it was an opportunity to see, you know, where my role might move to, Um, but looking for those opportunities. And that's what I would say to all um, women in leadership or looking for leadership is that, uh, I mentioned earlier about never saying no to an opportunity when somebody comes and taps you, or when you see something or a door opens, um, we tend sometimes to say, I'm not sure if I'm ready yet. I'm not sure if I'm, um, I have all checked all those boxes, as I mentioned, but sometimes I think, you know what, you have to take a chance that when an opportunity comes, there's a reason for it. And um, this opportunity may not ever come back again. And so I think looking for those opportunities and saying, what can I take advantage of in this situation? How is this going to help me learn and how can I help others? Um, I think that that's really important so those are my three things but I guess the one last thing that I wanted to mention about that was the saying of Mike Pawanessa again um, throughout this whole global pandemic this um, has resonated with me the whole time because I would always say how are we going to do this what's this going to look like right those kinds of things and Mike would always say it's not the what it's the how so we know what it is we have to do but you you need to figure out how you're going to do that and so you're going to do that through modeling that calmness, right? Expressing that gratitude and looking for the opportunities, but really looking at how the how you're going to do something and respecting everyone in that. So
0: well, thank you. That those lessons that you shared with us are so very insightful, and we all need to hold those near and dear to our hearts, especially as you say, as we're kind of looking to that light towards the end of the tunnel and we're looking to continue to lead with calmness and uh, look for those opportunities that will be provided to our students thank you for sharing those and i do recall your article as well and enjoying reading that so thank you for for your reflections and sharing with us i really appreciated you taking the time to join us cindy congratulations on your new role I'm so excited for you. You are a great model, mentor, colleague of women in leadership in this province. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Ran, and thank you once again for this opportunity. I, you know, didn't really know when I got into senior leadership how vast and wide the uh, mentorship is with um, Alberta superintendents, and it has been amazing. So leaders like yourself um, across the province who, you know, support new people coming into the role and Um, sharing opportunities with them as well. So thank you for having me on here today. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Cindy.